What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. I think that's why we are photographers. We're passionate people. We love human connection. And, you know, if you feel that, if you haven't felt that with the session, I challenge you to, to try to get there with your clients because that's where you feel find the true meaning in what you do and that's what keeps your fire alive because if you just shot a bunch of pretty photos and you weren't making those connections it's just going to feel like a job welcome to the art and soul show where we dive into heart opening chats on photography business life and that messy in between i'm your host lisa DeJeso, a mom a photographer and entrepreneur and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my lovely friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to share with you this interview with Ange McCabe from Myrtle and Moss. Now, you've probably heard of Myrtle and Moss. Her swoon-worthy images, gifts, and videos will leave your jaw hanging open. Ange McCabe is an award-winning professional photographer from Victoria, British Columbia. She specializes in elopement, wedding, maternity, and couples photography. She's also been an educator with portrait masters and loves to photograph the wildly in love. She believes dresses are meant to get dirty, shoes to be kicked off, and hair to be windblown. As a former labor and delivery nurse, she is super comfortable with fresh babies and working with mamas. She takes her business seriously, but not herself. And that, my friends, is why we get along so well. So without further ado, here's my friend, Ange McCabe. 
Hello, Ange. Welcome. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm awesome. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Sure. So I'm Ange McCabe. My business is Myrtle Amos Photography. I'm based out of Victoria, BC, Canada, but I actually grew up in Calgary, so I do have a lot of photographer friends in Calgary as well. So I've been a photographer since I was 19, running my Myrtle Amos business since I was about, oh, 24 maybe? But before I went to full-time photography, I was actually a labor and delivery nurse. So that's what I went to school for. And the whole time I was in university, I was building my photography business as well, because that was another passion of mine. That was actually my first choice to go to art school. And I had a scholarship, but, you know, just the way life panned out, I ended up going into nursing, which I absolutely loved. And yeah, so I was a labor and delivery nurse on a high-risk unit in Calgary for quite a few years. And that's actually where I built my love, uh, like my passion for moms and babies. So that's kind of where I first started really diving into photography and capturing, you know, the little babes and, and the moms and the maternity sessions and stuff. So, and then after I had my first son, William, he's now seven. When I went back to work, back to nursing, it was just too much to take on, you know, a full-time nursing career, being a mom. And then also, you know, having a pretty healthy photography business at the time. So I kind of had to pick and choose you know, where I wanted to put my energy. And, you know, it's been a long, bumpy road, but it was tough, but a really tough decision, but I ended up quitting nursing. And since then, for the past seven years, I've been a full-time photographer. And actually, uh, my husband was also able to quit his career as well. So this is, yeah, so we've been building it up for quite a few years to get to where we are, but I, I couldn't be happier. I love it. Well, I I love this because I've been, I mean, I've been following you, gosh, for years and years and years and years. <laughs> <laughs> so long so long like I remember like I think so like some of even the first maternity dresses I ever got were from your prop store yeah oh that's like, too funny yeah so so fun so fun so yeah. I've always wondered so where does the name Myrtle and Moss come from oh, thanks for asking a lot of times look at people emailing me like hi Myrtle I'm like, oh, my, my name's not Myrtle um but when my so my husband and I have been together forever like 15 years yeah. But when we got engaged was when I was kind of rebranding my business. And I thought, okay, I want to pick a name, but I'm not my new name yet. So I I don't want to preemptively change it. And so I was trying to think of another another name. And the two things that I absolutely love, and it's still true to this day, that I love capturing are couples. So um, the connection between couples and then that maternal love. So Mm. Myrtle represents love between two people and Moss represents maternal love because I find they're both very intense types of love and they're both very different at the same time so I love it because and what I love too is like your style has evolved to be such an earthy like rich and contrasty like what and like so when you think of Myrtle and Moss like as like pieces yeah like the like I'm like obviously like obviously that's your name (laughs) it all kind of worked it took me a long time to think of the name but I was like oh no this is it when I when I decided on it I was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. and you know I'm actually still happy with it it's been a long time Mm -hmm. you know most people want to rebrand and stuff and I'm like I don't think I will completely (laughs) that's how I felt with milk milk and honey I love it I like I was like I think I just want to do maternity and newborn babies yeah and I'm just like warm and just light and airy and kind of cozy and that's just kind of how it must have evolved right when I think of milk and honey I think of like my mom and my grandma and like having tea with them and you take milk and honey right yes so I love it sweet and fun and just like you (laughs) I love you (laughs) (laughs) now your images are filled with motion and connection now how do you ensure your clients don't feel stiff 
and are your ideal clients? Well, to start, I think it hugely has to do with the photographer and their confidence. So obviously I'm talking about myself here. So it's taking me a long time to get to build this comfort within myself. And a big thing, especially when I'm working a little bit more passionately with my couples, is really knowing what I want and really directing them. Um, we have to remember that, you know, most people in my photos are just, I mean, some of them are models, but most of them are just normal couples. And most of my clients are nervous going into it. Or when I have the phone chat before, they said, oh my gosh, we're not like your normal models or, you know, we don't know what we're doing. And so the biggest thing is just to reassure them. And uh, at the time of the actual shoot, I like to I like to play music. I find that it helps, uh, really helps just set the mood. There's a lack of um, silence, which is great. And it just, you know, especially if I pick music that my couple likes or that my family or whoever I'm photographing, whatever their genre of music, it just, I don't know, it just helps it flow. Silence is killer. It is a killer. Um, we can talk more about this later. Mm-hmm. I think one of your questions talks more about that. But yeah, just always, you know, giving them direction, uh, reinforcing it. If you're like, if you're loving what you're shooting, show them the back of my, you know, I'll show them the back of my camera because what we see is totally different than what they're envisioning. And so if I know I like nailed a shot and I show them instantly, it changes their confidence. It pumps yeah. them up and and they're just excited. You know, yeah. they know that they're getting what, what they want out of it. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because it, photographers are so there's there's just such a mixed bag of opinions on showing people in like the totally. back of the camera and chimping and stuff because yeah. you know a lot of photographers do so much when it comes to post processing, and totally. but I'm the same way because you can see it, you can see that shift and that change and that confidence in a client's eyes when they totally. know that you are taking care of them and you are nailing it exactly. Um, so I completely agree with you. I love that. Yeah. Um, and it's so true. Like you, and with silence, I love how you mentioned silence can truly be the killer because you can actually, you know, that moment when you see in a client's eyes when they start thinking about how they look? Totally. And you can, and you read it <laughs> and you're just like, oh, now it's time to like keep talking and be directive. Exactly. Yeah. And try not to dwell too long on the same pose. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find that you're getting stiff or your clients are getting stiff, give them like direction, get them yeah. moving, stand them up if you were sitting down, get them sitting down if they were standing, you yeah. know, just really try to try to change it up. And that helps too. And it helps the session run more smoothly, yeah. goes by faster, it feels like to the, your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Now, I love your images of your couples in love. Now, do you ever find you run into situations where the dudes are far less into <laughs> it than their partners? And how do you turn that session around and coax them into playing and having fun? 100%. I get this <laughs> so often. Um, so I think involving them in the planning process is really important. So making sure that, you know, the vibe is also what they want. Because sometimes the girls, like, they want this big, boho, beautiful, like, you know, out of a magazine thing, but, you know, and she's envisioning her husband wearing like a hat and, you know, whatever. And he's like, I'm not a heck. I don't want to wear this stuff. Like, so making sure that the session is true to them um, and also having him involved in the, in the planning process. So making sure he's comfortable with what he's wearing. He's comfortable, comfortable with the vibe that you want. So sometimes I'll get approached by the wife for the mom and they say, oh, these are the photos we want. And especially during like newborn sessions, if she wants some skin to skin photos with daddy, making sure that he's aware of that ahead of time and making sure he's comfortable with it Mm -hmm. because putting him on the spot, you know, like sometimes we just assume guys are okay to take their shirt off, but definitely like a lot of men have their, you're self-conscious about their bodies as well. And we forget about that. So I never want to make my clients feel put on the spot to feel pressured to do photos that are maybe more intimate than they were wanting. So I always like to gauge the vibe of what they want before the session. So I'll always have a phone chat with my clients ahead of time uh, or FaceTime if I can. That way I'm a familiar face as well. I like to reassure them on the phone. 
honestly, prepping your clients before your session and making that connection with them ahead of time is so important. Mm. Um, so I'm used to working with a lot of people that I've never met before because a lot of my clients are from out of town and a lot of them, you know, are workshop models if I'm teaching yeah. and there's a lot of photographers. So making sure I have that relationship ahead of time, I find really important. Yeah, I love that. Now, do you find, um, because I found as, you know, I got more popular or, you know, I was doing this longer, I would get more inquiries for f- sessions for photographers. And which is both <laughs> exciting and terrifying at the same time. Is, right? Do you find that too? I, <laughs> photographers mm-hmm. are my favorite clients. I go like all out with it. Like, you yeah. know, I, I give 110 <laughs> to each session, but photographer, when I'm shooting another photographer, I just feel so honored. I like go above and beyond. Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> I that. I used to get nervous, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm like, heck yeah, give me, give me it all. I'll, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So I want to ask, tell me about your favorite session and why. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to change this question a bit and just say like my favorite couple or my favorite mm. experience in my, yes. in my business. Um, so it all started with this sweet young couple that, uh, inquired with me a couple years before their wedding and it ended up being like a really intimate elopement. So they did have a reception with their friends and family, but then they just got married in the forest with me and the bride's brother and then the commissioner. And so it was just such a beautiful, intimate moment and I felt so honored to be a part of it and I just I fell in love with them and their love and I've never heard people say such heartfelt vows and it really truly like just thinking about it like I get goosebumps Mm -hmm. and that sweet little couple I have had like truly such a it's been such a privilege to document them and all of their milestones going forward I've probably photographed them 15 times yeah (laughs) and I actually um for the retreat coming up, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, you can. Um, I actually use them as my family models. <gasps> so just because they're so dear to me and I just, I, you know, I wanted to share that my love of them with you guys. So, oh. um, so yeah, that would be, um, I just love them because I just feel like it's such a mutual love and respect for each other. And I, and that's what I love about documenting mm-hmm. people time and time again is you truly grow with them, you know, like yeah. I'm Auntie Ange. That's what yeah. I feel like now, you know, yeah. um, yeah, so that's, uh, you guys will see them in, in the workshop. I love it. Oh, well, we are so excited. Well, I know Me exactly too. what you mean. I, I actually had made the decision over the weekend that I've decided just to hang my camera up for a little while and take a break. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I've booked, I still have like probably about 30 clients for the rest of the year. Yeah. But beyond that, I think I'm just going to give myself a bit more space to do the podcast and multiple yeah, stuff. You're so busy. Like, I'm busy cat. Like, yeah. I'm a busy cat. So Sometimes it's nice to take a break. I'm not going right. to lie, during COVID, you know, I'm just like any other photographer, yep. like things got slow for me and I put my energy to, you know, other places mm-hmm. and I feel more refreshed than ever. Yeah. And, you know, I'm actually kind of happy that I don't have as many weddings as I used to, as much as I, yeah. you know, love and appreciate all of my couples and all of my weddings that I, that I photograph and that I have yet to photograph, obviously with postponements. But I realized like how much I'm missing out on when I'm so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm excited for you, Lisa. Yes. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited just you know, and it's not that I don't love what I do. It's just I feel like I need to do less of it to enjoy it. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I totally feel <laughs> you, yeah. Now, you get some really intimate moments with your clients. Do you ever feel awkward? Because I really struggle feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this is, like, just a me thing or yeah. maybe how I shoot. Now, can you share your experience on this? Um, 
Okay, I already touched base a little bit on this, <laughs> but just really being confident and knowing what you want, playing off of the vibe of your client. So, you know, if one person's really into it and the other one's not, maybe change it up or don't, you know, you might not get the photos that you were hoping for and that's okay too. Don't let it ruin your vibe of the session. If you're awkward, they're going to be awkward. So, um, showing them even, not that I'm, I'm encouraging people to like copy all the pe- other people's poses, but having some inspiration so that you can show them, be like, Hey, this is kind of what the vibe that I want. Are you okay with this? Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Just giving them a photo reference. Cause sometimes we put them in poses or get them to do things and they feel silly or it doesn't feel sexy or intimate that, yeah. you know, we're seeing. So just showing them and showing them the back of the camera again, yeah. um, can also really help, um, music. Totally. Yeah. 100% music. Yeah. yeah. And just, I think, yeah, I pretty much covered this already, but just really yeah. being confident, even if you're not. I mm-hmm. say it all the time, like, fake it till you make it. Yeah. But honestly, if you, you're the one that carries the vibe of the entire shoot, mm. uh, and the same goes for your, like, your confidence. So even if you're not confident, then make sure you're prepping yourself. Make sure that you know the poses that you want. It's better to have, you know, five or 10 really strong images, really good poses, than, you know, a two hour session full of a bunch of photos that, we're, we're off for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of my little tip 100%. with that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and also when, when you're doing more intimate photos, usually I like to leave them towards the end of the session once they're comfortable with you. And, you know, we already know, like they're, they've already had a good time. We already know that we've captured some gold already mm-hmm. on camera. So leaving those more intimate ones, you know, kind of, it kind of makes sense too, you know, and it, it also naturally kind of, progresses. Exactly. So um, I just shot this maternity session a couple of days ago and by the end of it, you know, the sun went down and then I ended up getting them like almost naked. <laughs> we had sheets and stuff, but it made sense for the session. So when I blog it or when I show them the gallery, it's going to, you know, kind of make sense. It's going to flow. <laughs> yeah. It's a natural sort of progression. Exactly. I love and it. then I love we it. leave and end the session when, when we're supposed to. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Now, your locations are stunning. Now, how do you go about location scouting and finding locations that you know will work for each family or couple? All right. So, (laughs) 100% lighting is the most important factor for me anyways. I could literally be shooting in, like, a construction zone or, like somewhere like behind a dumpster and if it has good light you know it just has like a certain look that I'm going for then you know you can make magic out of it um but I do recommend doing location scouting at the time of day that you would be shooting so where that sun falls and when is so important when you're planning your session so for us a lot of our beaches um are actually uh they faced east you know, so when oh. you're shooting, you're not going to get a sunset on the water. Yeah. So it's going to fall over the land. And if the, you know, there's lots of trees or a mountain or something, that sun's going to actually be gone, you know, an hour, maybe two hours before the sunset time, if you look it up, right? So really being prepared, knowing where it's going to fall and when, because it also changes according to, you know, the time of year as well. A lot of times when I'm just driving and I see something on the side of the road, I'll just like, screenshot my Google Maps so that I can refer to it later. Whether or not I actually go there is another thing. Um, (laughs) But just trying to change it up, uh, changing up your locations often also keeps you inspired and fresh. But I do, I definitely have a few like handful of spots that I go to time and time again, because I just know rain or shine, it's going to be beautiful. I can get different looks. When I'm looking for like the ultimate location, it's going to have a, a quite a few different looks in it, you know? So here yeah. we have a few places that have beach, that have cool black rocks, that have big grassy fields, you know? Um, so that's kind of like the ultimate location for me would have yeah. a bunch of different looks that I can achieve in one session. 
I love that. That's one thing with my maternity sessions is that I always, like, I want it to look like we were at the beach, we were yeah. in the mountains, we were on the prairies. And you're like, where do you live? And I'm like, yeah. I live in Kamloops. <laughs> oh, but I love all the brush and all the, like, the desert. I'm actually craving going uh, there. You it's come so see pretty. me. <laughs> I used to live in Oliver. Did you know that? I did not. I did, yeah, for oh. a little while. Yeah. And yeah, I missed the desert. <laughs> yes. So Angie and I actually just live probably maybe eight hours away from each other in mm-hmm. the same province of British Columbia, dear listeners. Yeah. So if you're wanting to check out a map about where we're located, we are in British Columbia. Yeah. I'm on the <laughs> island. And I'm on the mainland in actually kind of the only desert of Canada, I guess. It's so pretty. It's so weird. <laughs> Now, styling plays a massive part in your work. Do you have a client closet, or are you just really great with your instructions to your clients? <laughs> you know, I, my client wardrobe is massive, and I have a shopping problem. Same. <laughs> um, because I have this shopping problem, I convinced my husband that it was a good idea to actually start selling our own dresses. So, yes, yeah. and they're amazing. Thank they're you. amazing. Yeah. So we actually just released our new inspired gown in January and it's a dress that fits I don't I don't want to say one size fits all but definitely fits a wide variety of sizes um, it's really versatile for your pregnant mamas and it comes it's a skirt and two tops that can be yeah. worn a bunch of different ways so yeah I just wanted like one dress in a bunch of different colors that yeah. could you know fulfill a lot of yeah. different looks so my That's only problem fun. is I haven't been able to pick a color because I've been like, okay, I'm going to order one. I'm going to order one. And I'm like, I want all the colors. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll wait. And then I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be shooting. What am I doing? And I was like, I just want yeah. them. Well, that, see, that's the thing is I wanted to pick colors that, like, if we were sold out of one, there's still so many pretty options. Yes. So all the colors are very true to me. Earthy, oh, like rich, you know? So Yeah. You guys have to run out and get one because they're incredible. So we'll oh, make sure that we that. share a link in the show notes for you guys so you can go shopping because I'm sure you all are little shopaholics like us too. <laughs> COVID has turned us all into shopaholics. Okay. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Have you checked out Style and Select? I have not. Oh girl. I heard it's good, but I think it'd be dangerous for me. It's dangerous and I love it. I yeah. love it so much. I actually had um, interviewed Melissa and Holly from Style and Select on the show oh, and awesome. I just signed up for the, their service and stuff just to check it out and everything. Oh my gosh. It's like this brand new mall. Like, I was like, oh, dear, like, this is going to be trouble. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> but, exciting, you know, though. at the same time, like, like for, for for photographers just to be able to send it to their clients, it's really a great resource, too. So Totally. Just styling. Uh, styling is amazing. Totally. And I do think that, too, it's so important to have a good client closet, especially especially if you photograph a lot of pregnant mamas. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, if you go to the maternity stores, like, it's not really always the most trendy, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Not throwing shade, (laughs) but you know, uh, there's better options out there. Um, So just um, having a nice selection of of dresses or outfits that are going to fit them, that is key. Making sure that your clients feel comfortable in what they're wearing is going to be really great. So, and also like, you know, sometimes women aren't as confident when they're pregnant. Sometimes they're not used to their body changes. So making sure you have dresses that are going to be flattering and can, you know, they're going to be comfortable and with their changing bodies yeah. and just the worst thing is showing up and have it not having dresses that fit yeah. your clients. So exactly. um, making sure you know all the, the sizes and the measurements of your dresses and letting your clients know that ahead of time. And then also if, you know, 
I show them what I have and then also give them, you know, tell them if they want to also do like a casual look or something. I, I just actually have a Pinterest board with of wardrobe ideas. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always changing it and updating it. So honestly, I just found that Pinterest was just the easiest for that. Some people send out full PDF guides and whatnot, yeah. which is nice. But they can see all my dresses on my Instagram, and then I send them my Pinterest board. So I love it. Well, I still, you know, it's so funny is I bought a sweater from you. Gosh, I think it must have been like 2015 or 2014. <laughs> yeah. It was like that that um, burnt orange sweater. Yeah, I love that. And I still use it all the time oh, for so my maternity clients, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's awesome. just a simple sweater, right? Yeah, totally. It's so great. So great. Now, what is your go-to never-fail prompt that encourages emotional connection? I think... Sometimes we focus so much on like a specific pose and hand placement that it almost feels can feel a little bit sterile. And so what I found is if I ever need to like shake it up or like get some real emotion, it's just get them to just hug the crap out of each other, you know, mm. and just and then you just see it's it's natural. Their arms go where they should or, you know, they just where they naturally would. And then too, when your couple looks at that photo or your family looks at that photo, they're going to know that that moment was real and they're going to yeah. love it, too. Even if it's imperfect or her hair is in her face or whatnot, that's that's kind of my go to. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Just a big old bear hug. Oh, I had a session probably about five years ago, and it was this couple that had come back from like the brink of divorce, yeah. and they'd asked me to do like an engagement set or like a you know kind of like just reconnection a, session. connection session. Yeah, and like having them just look into each other's eyes, I was sobbing it's as I was shooting. Like hundred percent, we just all left that session like covered in snot and tears. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so beautiful, and I haven't done another session like that since. Um, it was beautiful, but also, like, draining. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, I've done that quite a few times as well. Yeah. Um, we're so – our lives are just so busy. And, like, even when it comes down to our photo shoots, like, they're scheduled. They're part of, you know, our calendar. And so we need to really take the opportunity to – make a moment for them, not just give them beautiful photos, but give them time together Mm. and have those moments, like getting them to look at each other. I've done that before. And it is so moving. I almost feel like I'm intruding, but it's so rare. Like, like just actually think about when was the last time you looked at your husband or your child just for a minute and just looked at each other. It's like you look into each other's souls and I know it sounds cheesy, but like how often do you actually just look at each other? We're always glued to our phones. We're always busy, you know? Mm And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful moment and it makes for beautiful photos and can totally change the emotion going forward um, in the session. And just like you said, how you felt drained, it's because we're capturing like real authentic connection. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why, that's why so many photographers get burnt out too, because we're, we get so emotionally connected to our clients and we give so much of ourselves and we're present for these big and little moments that just so overwhelming. And that's too, even when I'm teaching, I'm so passionate about what I'm teaching. And when I do these five day retreats that are all postponed right now, cause of COVID, um, I love them so much, but I feel physically ill, almost like I have the flu when I'm done because I've given so much of myself and I've experienced so much and made so many beautiful connections. Um, but that's why I think that's why we are photographers. We're passionate people. We love human connection. And, you know, if you feel that, if you haven't felt that with the session, I challenge you to, to try to get there with your clients because that's where you feel, find the true meaning in what you do. And that's what keeps your fire alive. Because if you just shot a bunch of pretty photos and you weren't making those connections, it's just going to feel like a job, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's my feelings towards oh, it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's so true. And I was, I was actually just listening to a podcast about 
the connection is the thing that we are all missing the most is that human connection, especially in like unprecedented times, yeah, <laughs> like it's totally. like, you know, like that, that need for human connection. So where do you draw inspiration from? That's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> um, I know it's maybe sounds like cheesy, but honestly, like my clients, mm. everyone, I'm so honored to capture who they are. I want to know who they are. And I could have a bunch of ideas or a bunch of inspo in my head going in, but I never actually end up using it anyways. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just, you know, I vibe off my clients and sometimes location obviously plays a huge part to do with like getting me fired up about a shoot and like wardrobe really planning it. But it's truly, truly that connection with my clients. Mm, I love that. I love that. So finding your style and your voice as a photographer can be so confusing, frustrating, and hard for so, so many of our students. And I know for me too. So what advice would you give to someone struggling to find their voice as an artist through their posing, styling, and their editing? I definitely think you need to shoot what you love. I think when people are first starting out or they're earlier on in their stages, they feel like they just have to shoot everything that comes their way. You know, their friend is selling their house. So they're like, hey, can you do my real estate photos? Or, hey, can you do business headshots for my work? You know, and people because, you know, and you know, you can still make money, you can still do those things. But in order to really find your voice and who you want to be as an artist, you really need to shoot for you. And so if that means taking some time doing a bunch of free shoots, I still do free shoots Mm -hmm. all the time, because I need to do what fulfills me, especially if I'm feeling like a lull. And it fires me right back up again. So really, once you start shooting what you're loving, then that emotion will come through and then you'll seek more of that. And then also when you show more of that, you will get clients that want that. So it's just a cyclical thing. You have to show it if you want it, right? Um, And then when it comes down to editing, editing is a huge part to do with your look and style, right? You could have the same photo um, or the same like setting and couple and pose and have someone who shoots, you know, I don't like to use the terms light and airy, but you could have someone shooting that style or someone who's dark and moody and they're going to look completely different and feel completely different, both beautiful in their own ways, but they're both a totally different style. I think a lot of times when people are trying to find their style, a lot of times it has to do with, I don't know how I want to edit. And they Mm -hmm. see these photos and they're inspired by other photographers and they're like, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could edit like that. Or, you know, so then they buy those presets that that photographer was using, but you know, they don't live in Utah and their whole environment isn't beige and rust and red tones. So it's not going to work when they live in the Pacific Northwest or somewhere that has, you know bright green grass, you know, mm-hmm. most of the year. And so that, and then they struggle because they're not truly finding out who they want to be. They know what they want their images to look like. Yeah. And then they get all confused. And then it's, you know, start back at ground one with editing. Yeah. So I think it's really important to either, um, you know, do some time, take some time to find out what presets are going to work for you. And that might even be make, just making your own, yeah. which is, I'm totally for it. And then sticking to it. Once you find something that you love, find something that's going to work or like a couple presets that are cohesive because I can't stress enough how important it is to have a cohesive feed. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't have some variation in there, but when someone books you, they're going to have to know what their, you know, what their yeah. expectations are and what they're going to get. Yeah. So, um, For me, like I use the same presets for all of my work, whether it's indoor, outdoor, you know, it doesn't matter what genre I'm shooting. Um, My clients are going to know what 
you know, they're going to mm-hmm. get what they're expecting. And, uh, and that's because even if the, the scenario is different or the lighting's different, all of the tones of my shadows are similar. All of this, you know, the, the tones of the highlights are the same because I'm using the same presets. So some people, even if I feel my work is inconsistent, like sometimes like I still have all of these doubts, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this session looks nothing like another one. And people, you know, I'll ask some of my close friends and they're like, no, I would have known it was yours if I didn't see your name, you know? Yeah. And it's reassuring. And it's yeah. because I have the consistency with how I edit. So Yeah, I love it. And even how you shoot. Just, oh. <laughs> just, just the images that you pull and you call. Like, I can yeah. tell, no matter how you've edited it, that yeah. it's yours. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, that's that's. I love how you touched on that because it, it's, I, actually, it's something that I do personally struggle with is being the artist and wanting to try new things and experiment and play, but also having that consistency where it is formulaic, where I am doing the same thing repetitively over and over. Totally. So trying to find that sweet spot where I'm not bored to death and artistically excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. So like it's like where like where does that live? Because it feels yeah. like it's like like one centimeter big. Totally. <laughs> and I do feel that it is good to grow and to change. And like some people when they change their style, they go through and they delete everything on their Instagram. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is like yeah. You can do what you want, but I've left all of my old work. Don't oh, go yeah. looking, but I've left all my old work because it's like, I want to see that growth. And also, like, yeah. that might be the only record of that photo that I have. 100%. You know? Otherwise, it's not like on a super old hard drive somewhere, but it's oh, kind of fun to just see how you grow. And I don't think it's a bad thing to show your clients that, mm-hmm. you know, you're investing in yourself. So if you go to a workshop, post about it. It's adding yes. value to your clients, you know, yeah. showing that you care, you know, yeah. um, you care about your growth and growing as an artist. So I think it's 100% important. agree. Yeah. Yeah. So what I love about you, though, is you are always learning something new, and then you find (laughs) your own way to teach it. So I have to ask, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, with the family retreat coming up, I'm teaching you guys how to make family films. So that has been one thing. I've actually been doing videography. I don't want to call myself a videographer. I have so much respect for videographers. There's they're a whole other being, they're a whole other creature. <laughs> uh, it's a completely different craft, but I love, I've been doing it for probably six years, making little highlights films. And it's, I love it because A, it's totally different than, than photos. So as much as we can take beautiful emotive photos that tell a story, you know, you can't argue that video sometimes yeah. gets the feelings going a bit oh, more, especially gosh, when you add tears. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And the music and, yeah. you know, sometimes I overlay audio in it uh-huh. and whatnot. So I just love it. it. I find that it makes my clients more connected. As an artist, I feel that it's a lot, it challenges me to think outside the box and to think about the story because you need those transition scenes, you need those ending scenes, you need to photograph all the elements, you know? So creatively, it's definitely pushed me. Um, it's helped me stay inspired and my clients love it. And honestly, it's really good for the gram. Yeah. People eat them up on Instagram. So even if you're not doing them for your clients or you don't want to like commit to producing full, you know, stories or videos for your clients. Do I challenge you to do a little bit of video just at your session to put together like, you know, a 30 second TikTok video or, you know, something for your Instagram because videos move people in a, in a really beautiful way and they get lots of good traction on Instagram too. Yeah. So if you're worried about, you know, if you want some more traction to your Instagram, I find that they always do well. I love it. I actually, it's so funny because I really do have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's and it's funny because I'm going to share my feeling and it may just be like my silly quirkiness, but I really struggle like during a session pulling out my phone. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, like I feel like it's their session and I'm like yeah. making it about me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what And I'm mean. just like, and I'm like, I don't know, like how to get past that if it's just a Lisa thing or like. You know, I, I was kind of like that too. And then, and then I started think trying to make it more about my clients. Like, hey, yeah. do you guys want some behind the scenes videos? You know, because if they show, if I'm showing them that I'm excited about their shoot where I want to do behind the scenes, mm. makes them feel kind of like they're like a movie star. Mm. You know, I love that. So maybe <laughs> so, flip, the, flip the script and think maybe it's not, yeah. not less. Maybe less self-serving and more about serving. 100%. So mm. also, I actually just got this in the mail. I've been thinking about getting it for so long. I have this little attachment that goes on my DSLR that holds my phone. So oh. it's really easy to do behind-the-scenes videos because it's already, your phone is just mounted onto your DSLR. And then also, when you're photographing children, you can put YouTube up there, and they will look oh. into your camera Shut instead of having a parent too. over your shoulder. And the kid is looking slightly off, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh, girl. You're going to share your link with me, and I'm going to share that oh, in the show notes. it's just from Amazon. It was just Amazon. <laughs> if you look up, like, DSLR phone holder. Is it, like, it goes on the hot shoe? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then you can angle it, tilt it. You have it flipped or the other way. So, yeah. I love it. It's like well, 15 bucks. I'm a girl that loves a gadget. I love a gadget. I love a gadget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, what do you wish you knew when you were starting out? You know what? I think the most beneficial thing that would have that I would have found helped my business grow was learning actually more business. And as much as like, you know, we're we're so artistic and we're so drawn to our craft, but if you don't know how to run a business, you're going to burn out. You're not going to get paid what you should. Then you're going to grow to resent your business. Um, so learning a little bit of, you know, working smarter, not harder, valuing yourself was a really big one. It's hard, especially when you're starting out. I don't like, where's the starting point? You know, like I shot for free for so long or dirt cheap for so long. And I used to give them like all the photos. And what I've learned is less is more. So just in general, like if you give someone, if you give a client 150 photos from an engagement session, they're not all going to be complete winners. I mean, maybe, and if you, if they are, that's awesome, but, um, it's going to water down all of the good photos, you know, all of the really, the showstoppers. So showing them everything that you would be proud of to post on your Instagram. Don't give, don't give people photos that you would not want to be tagged in. Let's put it that way. You know, another thing is, not comparing yourself to others. I know it's like the killer of everybody. We're constantly comparing because we're awesome. we're surrounded, we're inundated constantly by the most talented photographers on the planet all day long in photography groups, on Instagram, on TikTok, on all these different places. And so you can only help, you know, you can't help but compare yourself. But honestly, it's, it, doesn't if you I, I challenge you to seek inspiration from it and really look at the photo why do you love that photo what is it that you can take from that and put into your sessions going forward you know another thing sorry this is a really big it's question great. I, I love have it. a lot to say good I love um, it <laughs> I see a lot of people when they're stuck at a point in their career where they're maybe kind of mid-ground they don't know if they can increase prices they don't want to drop them but they're comparing themselves themselves to the newer photographers charging less and booking tons or they're comparing themselves to the photographers who have been around for a long time and charging triple what they do and they constantly are valuing themselves based on their pricing and and just comparing themselves so if you ever find yourself comparing or feeling like jealousy of somebody or like jealous because they're always booking the cool clients or the the epic shoots or the amazing weddings 
it's not going to do you any good. I always like to think when I see somebody being really successful, and if any of those feelings creep in, I'm really good with this now where I don't let it, it just pushes me. Like, and I see someone's yeah. amazing photos. I'm like, oh, that's freaking awesome. I would yeah. love to shoot an elopement in Italy someday, mm-hmm. you know, versus like, oh, frick, like I, yeah. I'm so jealous. But I always like to see when I see someone else's successes, I truly, truly to my heart feel so proud of them and yeah. so excited for them. And I let them know it. I'll comment on their photos and pump them up. Even if you do feel those little hints of jealousy, I challenge you to still post and tell them mm-hmm. what you love about the photo. It's just going to make you feel good it's going to make them feel good. It's just going to elevate the energy versus, you know, someone's wins is not your loss, you know? It's so Um, true. So sometimes when we, you know, if you find yourself, I don't like the word jealous, but if you're comparing yourself to what, you know, if someone's really successful with how much money they're making from their sessions or what they claim to be making from sessions, because, you know, people are really quick Mm -hmm. in a group. If someone says like, how much are you charging? People really like talking about how much money they make. I challenge you to just think about, you know, Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own cost of living. Everybody has their own bills to pay. You know, you could live somewhere that has a really low cost of living. So you're happy charging half of what someone else does because you like the consistency. You have a good flow. You're not spending a ton of time on editing. You know, we all have different business models and spend our time in different areas. And so if you think, like, let's just say you're feeling jealous energy over somebody. You just think maybe they have to pay, you know, absorbent amounts in in healthcare, they have a sick child, you know, they're covering their cost of living for their parents. Just try to think of like, you don't know their story. So maybe that's where they're putting their money. And even if you create a narrative in your head of like, you know, maybe that they're spending something that, you know, you don't have to buy or you don't have to spend, or, you know, maybe their studio costs five grand a month to run. Like if you just change your thought process, I promise you, you're not going to feel those feelings anymore. You're just going to yeah. think good, good for them. You know, we don't know their story. And if anything, maybe inspire you to, to charge your worth or to increase your prices, you know? I love that. It's funny. My husband and I, we were, went for a drive a couple of weeks ago and we were driving in this new area with all these new build houses that yeah. like, are at least over a million age, young families. I'm like, babe, like how do people afford this? Yeah. Like how do, and he's like, hun, like their house poor. House yeah. for like don't think that like you're doing something wrong yeah the way that you're living your life like we're saving for retirement we're like exactly trying to pay off our mortgage like yeah you know like maybe we just are doing things in a different way and that's okay but totally. don't start thinking that you're doing it wrong because someone else has more than you exactly and i was like oh it's that compare game right oh right and i was like oh and of course at the same at the time i was like "Mm, don't you don't you (laughs) tell me sir (laughs) right (laughs) but he was a little bit right yeah yeah oh i know It's the same here in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Like the average, the average house price is nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So like, how, how do people do it? Don't know. They're all house don't poor. Know. I don't that's know. What I, that's what I like to believe. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have an awesome client closet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have other problems. <laughs> but do they have an awesome? But do they? Cl- right? Do they? <laughs> now I know that client experience is huge to you, and just looking at your images, you can tell what fun your sessions are. Now, what would you say is your secret ingredient to loosen up and enjoy the creative process so you get those results you're looking for? Just don't be nervous. You got to prep yourself. If you find that you're drawing blanks at sessions with poses, I used to be like that too. I used to think like I need to do all the things. I would look at all these photos and say, I need to do all of these. Um, Here's a little pro tip for people who maybe, um, it's not a pro tip. It's just what I used to do. (laughs) 
years ago when I would, you know, get stuck at a session is if I had some inspirational photos and not that I'm going to, like I said, not that I want to copy it, but just like, oh, I want to focus on hands this session. I would show a bunch of pictures. I would have a bunch of pictures of hands on my phone, but I didn't want to whip my phone out during yeah. a session and, you know, to remind myself. So I'd actually just have a picture. I'd take a photograph of my phone pictures <laughs> so that they would be on my camera. So at the beginning of my camera card, so I could just turn my, you know, start my camera from the, the beginning of the memory card and I could just flick through on my camera. They're right in front of me and I could see those pictures. Oh yeah, I need to do, I want to focus on hands this session or I want, or there is this one pose or this, I want to focus on hair or whatever it happens to be. And then that way it's just a really quick reference. It doesn't ruin my flow, you know? And do you know what though? If you need to take time for yourself, if you're feeling nervous, just take a break. Just say, you know, I'm just going to have a drink of water. Oh, I need to swap my, my memory card or my battery, even if you don't have to, whatever. <laughs> but just take a break. Your clients will probably like it too. Make sure that, I always like to make sure I bring like water bottles and, you know, some granola bars and stuff like that too. Especially if you're photographing pregnant mamas. <laughs> water is a key, key one. If you get them holding the same pose for a really long time um, yeah. or like even a minute, they can cramp up in the weirdest ways. So always making sure that your clients are comfortable is really important. For the most part, this isn't always the case, but for the most part, if your clients feel uncomfortable, chances are it's going to look it in photos. And I mean, we can Photoshop things, but there's certain things you cannot Photoshop. And so always trying to get it relaxed and natural looking in camera mm -hmm. is key. I think a lot of people, uh, before they learn from me in person, like at my workshops, they don't realize how meticulous I actually am with posing. <laughs> so I'm really nitpicky, but my goal is to make it not look like you know, like it, they are having a true moment yeah. and I do get them moving. I do get them doing things that are totally unexpected and, you know, prompted by them or guided by them, or I'll just give them a, a, a prompt and see what they do. But I'm actually very posy. Yep. <laughs> if that's a word, posy. You're totally um, posy. I love I'll it. I'll tell them exactly how to put their mm -hmm. hand, you know, how, especially for guys, a lot of times yeah. they don't have the innate romantic nature. Uh, hopefully my husband doesn't listen to this, but my <laughs> husband is the least romantic guy. So like, I like I essentially when I'm shooting, I almost like pretend like it's like my own like little <laughs> little like <laughs> fantasy that I'm playing out, but it's not a fantasy. It's just like, oh, I wish my husband gently brushed my hair off yeah. my face or or came up behind me in the kitchen and hugged me, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, like 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 Hallmark movie love. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I I feel satisfied because I I get that through my clients. <laughs> mm, I love it. But um but yeah, just um really making them feel comfortable, give them lots of direction. And uh, take a break if you need to. Yeah, I love <laughs> For it. For everybody's sake, yeah. I love it. Oh, I love also, it. you know how I said mu music plays a huge mm. part to do with it? I challenge you to throw in a couple songs in there that are totally unexpected, that are going to make everybody, you know, change up the yeah. vibe or, you know, you could have yeah. all the soft music and then like have some hardcore rap for a song. <laughs> Just yeah. as, like, do you know what I'm saying? Or that, like, no, 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 Right? And get them dancing, get them moving. Um, yeah, it's amazing how it can change the vibe of your shoot. So. I love it. Oh, that's great advice. Do you edit to music too? Do you know what's funny? I'm like, I'm so weird like this. Unless it's a wedding. So weddings, because they're so, they take so long to edit. I might have like music or a show on beside me. Like a show yeah. that I don't have to watch. Yeah. Uh, I can just listen to it. But for the most part, I edit in dead silence. Yeah. Like absolute silence. My mind goes like 
so crazy when I'm editing, just yeah. being meticulous, that I can't focus on two things. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I'm like not good at multitasking, uh, which maybe this is a terrible business for me to be in, no. uh, which is why I have a team. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I could not do it all. So for those of you actually who are listening, if, if you know who I am or if you've been following me, um, you may or may not know, but I definitely have help behind the scenes. So um, my husband was uh, quit his career so that he's able to help with a lot of back-end stuff with, with the business. Obviously, help out with the kids more than if he was working, which is great. Um, and then I have someone doing my emails and she's so fantastic. That is the biggest thing. I know a lot of people use uh, like HoneyBook or 17 Hats, like the programs, the the software, but I'm more of like kind of old school. I like phone calls. I like handwritten emails and it's just the way we, I like to do things. Not saying that, you know, there's so many good things about those programs, but I chose to have a, a real person doing my emails. And I think that my clients feel really well looked after. I don't have to worry about it at all. That was the best investment for my business is having someone look after that. Cause I didn't realize how awful emails took over my life. And, you know, even with like, you know, we all have our ebbs and flows with like how we're feeling about life and with business and stuff. And I found that when I was really like kind of having a mopey month or something, it was really easy to get behind on emails. And I found that every time I was replying to an email, it started off with, hey, so sorry for the late reply. And these are people who like are trying to throw money at me. I want to book mm-hmm. a shoot. And I'm already telling them that I don't, you're not worth mm-hmm. my time because I can't yeah. even write you a simple email back, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it, and then the longer you wait, the longer you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to write back. Yeah. Like it, it got bad for a while when I was like, you know, having some, <laughs> yeah. some moments to myself. And I was like, I can't do this because I'm feeling mopey. I'm feeling like I don't have business, but here's all these people that want a book or they have yeah. questions and I'm just letting them slide through my fingers. Yeah. And so now having somebody do my emails has been like, life-changing. Yeah. I can't stress enough how important it, it was for me. I wish I did it way long ago. I love it. So where did, where did you find this person? Uh, she's called my mother-in-law. <laughs> no, she's, she's really great. She's always That's had awesome. like, like managerial jobs and stuff. Yeah. So she's always, I knew she was, hand, would handle things really professionally. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause when I, when we first hired her, I would read over all the emails and be like, D, cause her name's Denora. I'm like, D, you need more smiley faces and <laughs> exclamation marks and she's like and just fine just don't worry I'm like but but and then I stopped like her she's always you know obviously still super friendly yeah but fast was the biggest thing and just she looked after my people she still does and she follows through and she you know looks after them after they're done being my clients you know Mm. and people just love that you know on their one-year anniversary she'll send them an anniversary email or you know yeah. If it, if I did their newborn or maternity session, like we'll follow up and see how they're doing, or oh, you know that. if we're, you know if I have like a a slower month or something, she'll write yeah. and say, hey, like just letting you know, Ange does have some openings. If you wanted some family photos or whatever, you know, and she just does it, and I don't even I don't even know about them, and it's it. so great because it's just your clients truly feel looked after beyond yeah, after they've paid and stuff, you know, and I think that makes yeah. the difference. So I love it. How often yeah. are you shooting these days? Oh. You know what? I've actually been doing a lot for myself. So Yay. Um, I've been uh, focusing a lot on my education. So I've been recording yep. a lot of workshops, a lot of videos. Um, I'm involved with Canon as well, which has been great this year. I'm a Canon ambassador. Um, and then you guys, which is, I'm so excited to I be know, part of the retreat got, again. Uh-huh, and yeah. the Art and Soul Academy. We've yes. got you coming for yes. that too. I was so <laughs> jazzed. We have a lot of things coming up. So, um, so yeah, I've actually, I mean, I feel grateful that I have returning clients and that I've had clients that grow with me, you know, just like most people increase my prices as we go. But especially with weddings, I've kind of priced myself now where I only want, 
I only want to take on a certain number that I stay passionate about. And I'm not saying, you know, the most epic weddings are the ones that are, you know, they spent $200,000 on this wedding or it's not about that at all for me or like the hottest couples. Like, I don't care. I just like, I just want real love and I want people that value me. I want to shoot weddings that speak to me that, you know, we have the same values, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I've kind of priced myself to not book as much and I'm totally happy with it because I've just been you know shooting Uh, what I love and I feel just so grateful I'm so excited for you (laughs) thanks (laughs) now I love to end my interviews with this last question and it is what are you artistically curious about right now oh I think it's breaking I don't, if if we're keeping photography related, I think it's breaking rules and being less perfect Mm. because I find like I'm seeking so much perfection in my photos, like finger placement and stuff like that, where I'll spend the time to find a finger from another photo, um, you know, to add to that photo to fix it, that I feel like I need a session that I just break all of the rules Mm. and I have more movement and more blurry photos and not care, you know, like I was intentional about it. So I do want to challenge myself to just be a little bit less meticulous. I love it. I think it will probably be freeing because I see all these people like, you know, doing these like artsy stuff and like, I know like literal blurry photos they want. yeah and it's amazing and I love it's them amazing. I know and, and then I just, my perfection like, brain is like I can't do that I know, I know the right? rules I know the rules totally and I'm like I'm such like I'm a rule follower and a rebel right, like, <laughs> right? do you know what's funny it's, that it's funny because um if you guys if you guys have been following me for a long time I used to do a lot of posed newborn photography yes and it is so far like it's so different than yes. working with couples and doing all this like free loving yeah. photos and the thing that I loved about newborn photography is you know to some extent there's right and wrong ways to pose babies there's like you could spend like you know half an hour perfecting this one pose yeah. and I I don't want to call myself like type a not that there's anything wrong with type a but I just loved I just love the challenge of perfecting yeah. this and, and the satisfaction the, the satisfaction yes, for knowing totally. that you nailed it exactly right? yes and people who don't shoot newborns they don't I'm sure they respect <laughs> the industry but they're like I could never do that but yeah. I, I love that and so that's Same. why I love doing and I think that's why I stood out maybe like a few years ago and when I started mm-hmm. shooting for you guys too when yep. we did the maternity retreat I was like oh why'd they pick me but I think it's because I I had this, like, you know, I tried to do my perfect newborns, but then I I tried to go, like, a little bit more wild and emotional and raw with my couples in my maternity, which is why I think that, you know, it fulfilled those those two different spots in my brain and my heart. Um, So, anyways, now that I'm not shooting, I'm only doing lifestyle newborn now because I don't have my studio anymore. Uh, It just didn't make sense because I wasn't using it often. And so it's hard for me when I'm doing lifestyle newborn sessions to, like, and you do not need to perfect this. It's going to be perfect the way it is, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the imperfectness yeah. is perfect for what we're doing, you know? It's like a perfection hangover. Completely. <laughs> but yeah. it's also freeing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I it's nice that. that my sessions aren't five hours anymore. I know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Mine were always long. That was one thing I never nailed with no. newborn photography because if my baby was good, 
And by good, I mean, like, slept the whole time. Yeah. Then it would be five hours, because I would try Me all too. of the poses. I want to be, like, super generous and, like, give exactly. all of my things I can do. Yeah. Well, and I know. You can just, like, practice. Like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. if the baby's really sleeping, I can do this one or whatever. Yeah. Um, or if the baby was, like, you know, nursing a lot or, you know, a little more upset or fussy or yeah. gassy, then it was five hours, because I needed the time to, <laughs> to shoot it. Have you, have you checked out um, Terry Ledgerwood? She, or Terry Hoffer, she has, she's a boudoir photographer and she's her empowerment <gasps> photographer. Yeah. And she has these cards called, called the universe decides, I think. Oh. And so basically it's like a deck of cards, I believe. And it's just like, you pick the card and that's the prompt or like what you do. And like, I was like, this is genius. Like, it's that's just cool. like, right. So I was like, I, I need to check that out too. Totally. So, so many cool things. Gosh. Yeah. I've seen her work. She does some really beautiful work. It's very, very empowering. I love that. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Oh, my friends, I loved that conversation. All right, it is homework time. And what I really want you to think about is connection, where you're finding connections in your session or maybe the areas that you might be missing connection, not just in your session, but maybe in your life too. So my advice and my homework to you is to identify those areas that you are missing that connection and find the ways that you can inject some of that. Life is so much more beautiful when we're celebrating it and we're connecting with each other. I'm sending you so much of my light and my love today and every day. We'll see you next time. If you love the idea of bringing more of you into your business and brand, but wondering how, Take our free quiz at themilkyway.ca slash quiz. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.